we're standing right by your section of this beautiful ceramics exhibition. And I know this is a funny place to start for a Jewish exhibition, but because you spent time in Australia, I'm looking at a gorgeous plate, and it's inspired by the outback. Well, I suppose, yes, it, it reminds me of the outback, but it didn't start off as an outback. I saw it as a landscape, but people have seen the outback in it. And I'm very pleased that it has woken up that image. I didn't actually go with the idea of the outback. It just went, I just put colour on, and if that's how people react to it, that's fine. So that's been read onto it, you think? It's something that Mm. was probably in my subconscious, Mm. Mm. and, you know, it's a statement that, would, a, would make a pe- different people see different things in it. So it's whatever one wants to see in it. It says here that you're very spontaneous, so tell me about yeah. being spo- a spontaneous ceramicist. Well, it means that uh, you can take um, your pot and you can work on it by banging it and bashing it and throwing slips onto it and painting oxides on it and just letting it evolve on its own. You don't actually have an idea in mind until you have the clay in front of you and you sort of, it's very hard to explain, but you you just attack rather than think. Would you say you're playing with it as well? I know it's hard work. It's work and play, isn't it? Well, it's it's work. It's a form of play, I suppose, but... uh, you you do have to work at it to get the shape you actually want to get in a spontaneous way. And as we're talking, your hands are, you're waving your hands about an enormous <laughs> amount, so I'm thinking, yeah, it's all very energetic. It is, it is, it is. I never sit down to work. I'm always standing, and I use all kinds of implements to, to get the shape I want. Now, you're fitting in here as a really rather important part, I think every potter here is very important, a part of the story of the influence of Jewish potters on British ceramics. Mm. And ceramics is such an important part of art, isn't it? And yes. it's partly something where you can use what you make and partly something where we look at what you make, or both. Yeah. But but also it's very autobiographical, isn't it? Well, I think everything you make is has got something mm. of yourself in it. Uh, yes. So should we just briefly, if you could just, just talk about your story, because we've already found Australia in the mix, but it goes back much further than that, doesn't it? Well, yes, because my most formative years were spent in Siberia, where I had no toys, I had to invent things then, making my own dolls out of rags and gathering natural objects. And I think all those things have left an imprint on my own work because I still gather things that I find in nature, like stones and seeds and anything else that I might find useful. And I make torsos, which are part of perhaps of my making dolls when I was very, very young. I think that's wonderful. That so something so positive came out is. of being sent to Siberia. Yes, yes. Mm. and also my mother was able to take one object with her that she could carry, and she suddenly saw this little pot which she grabbed hold of because as I was a baby, she thought it would be useful to warm things up. So she grabbed this little pot, which I still have in my possession. It's enamel, it's blue on the outside, white on the inside, and I, maybe that 
has had some kind of inspiration yes. on my parts. Yes, again, you know, again, something so negative yes, and yet yes, so positive. Yes, so maybe that had an influence. So let's just fill in the little bit of the story that comes before that, the sad story of how you were exiled to Siberia, but it saved your life. Well, that was um, one morning, early in the morning, we had knocks on the door and the Bolsheviks came into the house and said, gather up and put us on cattle trains. We were separated from my grandparents and a little sister who I, stood, I had, but she was too sickly to be taken with us. So she was left with the grandparents. And we were just marched off, not ever seeing them again at all. We came back after Siberia to nothing. They had all ended up in the concentration camps. And there was no one to talk to. Even your father was gone as well. And my father was shot by the Germans because he, instead of, he was arrested, put into a Russian prison. But when he was let out, instead of staying in Russia, he went back to look for us in Poland and he was caught by the Germans and shot. So, so an incredibly never sad. saw him since I was about two or 18 months, something like that. Do you remember him at all? Only from photos yes, yes, and what it. I've been told about him. And so after the war, where did you go next? After the war, we went back to Poland. Um, when we saw nothing was there, we were smuggled across the border to Germany to an UNRWA camp. And there we stayed until we had written to family in Australia who got papers ready for us. And we went via Marseille, to Australia. And you landed up in Melbourne? And I ended up in Melbourne. Yeah. And so you, that's where you were brought up then? Yeah. 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 So that's your, I suppose, your biggest memories are from Melbourne. Of, of Australia. Mm. That yeah. was the f place where I stayed in the longest mm. and which gave me a home and yeah. safety and... And potting? Oh, I mean, is that when you started making no, pots? I no, I started <laughs> painting, actually. <laughs> right, OK. <laughs> painting mm. at that time mm. was my great thing. I went to art college and I took up pottery when I came to London. Oh, it's late as that. So I, yeah. Mm. But so uh, being a painter, I've always thought of my pots as being uh, canvases. So They're yes. all slightly either the sea or mm. trees or mountains. They're suggestive. I try to suggest something of the landscapes around us. But what's so wonderful is the textures. I mean, yeah. you know, I want yeah. to touch them. Of course, we can't yeah. because they're on, under grass. It's no wonder you're selling so well because they look to me like something you have to feel. Yes, I love very texture. Much. I love mm. I love texture mm. and everything. And, and and so that's what excites me. And the other thing is the colours. If I say, I don't want to say that they're monochrome because they're not. But they're, it's a small palette in these particular ones. The, isn't it? I mean, it, the colours are the colors. absolutely gorgeous, but very natural. But again, they, they happen sometimes. You're never really sure of how the colours are going to respond. You know, certain oxides, for instance, give you a certain colour, like manganese give you brown, mm. copper is green, and again, depends what the glaze is, on, what you put mm. on top. But you're never 100% sure of how it's actually going to be. At least not with me, because I am spontaneous. I think that's very exciting. And I though. never write down mm. any recipes. I just work. Each one is different, because mm. I don't go by what I've done before. 
it's always an adventure. Then. It's, it's <laughs> always, a, and that's what keeps you going because yes. you're never completely sure of what it's going to produce. Yeah. If anyone can hear noises in the background, there's a film, much of it actually, of Janet potting, so you can see what's happening. And you can actually come here and join in later in, in January. <laughs> More of that later. So, when did you exactly get to Britain? What, what sort of period? Uh, 1962, I think. Oh, right. Yes. So you've been here for eight. The 60s. Yes. Were you here yes. as a potter that rocks in the 60s? And is that when you well, found Well, that's pottery? when I started... Mm. I loved doing it as a hobby, really, and then it became more serious. Mm. I got a job teaching, and I taught at Mill Hill for 18 years. Gosh. And then when I left that, I concentrated on my own work. That's very interesting. We're talking about Mill Hill Boys School. Boys School, right? yes, oh. yes. And, so, and you found an affinity for pottery in, all those, in lots of boys then? Well, mm. uh, uh, some boys that I taught when they were mm. 14, 15, mm. are actually now... Uh, doing it as a hobby and going to night classes, yeah. carrying on. Mm. And uh, I still meet them, and uh, you know, I think I've inspired quite a few young yeah. boys to, to not only make, but to look at pots or yeah. paintings yeah. or just the surroundings they live in, That's which fantastic. is so important yeah. to keep your eyes open and see things. Yeah. And you've even taught the uh, editor of the... Is he the edit, owner, isn't he? The editor or the owner of the Evening Standard? The owner. The owner of the Evening Standard and the, and the Eye, isn't he? Yes, so. yes. Eugene. Yeah. Le- Lebedov. Lebedov, yes. You think. taught him to pot, and he, I hope he still looks at his surroundings and, and, <laughs> and has a potter's wheel in his office. <laughs> I don't know. He's probably got a big studio if he does. <laughs> we'll have to ask him, won't we? So... Could you possibly give me a very, very quick look at some of the other potters yes, here? Whistle-stop yes. tour. Well, I, I tell you now that I was influenced, most mm. of all, by mm. Hans Koper. Ah, he right. was in the 60s. Mm. He used to show at the Primavera street, um, shop in Carnaby Street. Oh, wow, so it really was the heart of the 1960s, yes, wasn't yes. he, then? And I was drawn Excellent. to his work. Mm. So which show, show so me the Hanscoper yeah. who was here? Oh yes, I see. And oh. as you can see, the texture on his mm. work um, was what fascinated me. This lovely dry, dr- dragged-on um, feature, which is so reminiscent of paintings, and I love his sculptural shapes. Yes. Isn't it lovely that, you know, the influences, he's talking about these influences, Neolithic art and the Greek islands of the Cyclades, and I can see it because those shapes are like those sort of well, Neolithic shapes Neolithic that you find. very yes. much the three there. Yes. Yes. You know, these sort of lovely curves yes. and, and yes. flint arrowheads sort That's of That's almost got a Cycladic look about yes. it, the, the head. Yes, there was some there's purity and, and very mm. little... Yes, it's a beautiful cream, beautiful, curvy beautiful. thing. With yeah. He was really my god. The use of browns and beige yes. colours have always inspired me. The rim of this particular, there's a vase here, and the rim is absolutely beautiful, because it, it, it's sort of the browns and creams. you think it's thrown, yes. which is unlike my work, because mm. I, I hand-build, and these are all thrown, and then um, changed shape by bashing them around. And yeah, but everybody has, that's the whole point, isn't it? Everybody has to develop their yes. own te- technique. And, yeah. I mean, you can... And you of can course, Lucy Rees are wonderful. She's used volcanic glazes here. This one and that one. And you see the bubbles appearing, typical of the volcanic glaze. That's beautiful. And that one it? is yeah. so elegant. Um, neck like a giraffe and then yeah. it branches. That's beautiful. And, but it, what I love, again, it's... It, I know you probably don't want more pots to be referred to as restful, but the colours are... 
because they are so natural, so mm. of the earth, wherever the earth yeah. comes from. Yeah. Everybody has respected well, the colours of the earth, haven't they? It is, it is very much, they all come from mm. the earth. And this is Lucy Ream. Beautiful. Now, she has actually done this really bold thing. In at least two of these pots have got these beautiful turquoise rings around the inside. Yeah. And that's wonderful because, in a way, it actually emphasises the, the more natural colours. The contrast yeah. is superb. Yes. Beautiful. I mean, in, in Jewish Renaissance, in, in the um, October issue, this one this, was featured. Yes, but yeah, you see how she's one, got yeah. the glaze running down. Yes. Now, a lot of people think it's a fault... <laughs> Because when they see glaze running Extraordinary, down, yes. but it's part of this glaze, yes. which does run. But she's accepted it very much like the Japanese. You know, the, a fault is made a feature of. Yeah, I love that idea that you see what's, what happens and say, oh, yeah. that looks good, I'll keep it. Yes, yes. yes. Mm. I know we're going backwards, but the idea that you might make, she come, it was, we're talking about the war. Yeah. And we're talking about austerity. But mm. buttons weren't included in the austerity. So I love the idea that you might put your, your art and, into buttons. It's almost like they're jewellery, isn't it? They're all different buttons. Yes, they're beautiful. And they're beautiful. stunning. I mean, I just beautiful. want to put... The, I would like a coat with every one of those buttons all the way down. <laughs> yes. And I, I wouldn't wear any other jewellery. You wouldn't no, need it, would no, you? No, you don't, you don't <laughs> need any other. And I love that idea that she could, you know... Pick up anything and make art out well, of it. Well, this is how she made her living, Lucy Reed, yes. by making buttons. But, but isn't that brilliant? Making coffee cups. Mm. I actually met somebody who had her coffee coffee cups. Set. Really? Yeah. And they were Must still very beautiful. Very beautiful. I know you wanted to show me the uh, over yeah, here, I, didn't you? I, yeah. I love the Ruth Duckworth. Here, Ruth Duckworth, whose work again is very sculptural, and she uses a minimum of glazes, all very natural, uh, just relying on the clay for colour or oxides again. And I'm drawn to her work as well, very, very much. Well, she um, didn't die that long ago, in fact, not long 2009. But she lived in America, so yeah. she, she's probably mm. really not so well known yeah. here in this country. Mm. But nevertheless, she started off uh, also as an emigre. I like, it says here that her her um, influences were Arp and Brancusi, and uh, you can sort of see that in it, can't you? Yes, the, this, mm. especially in that big bar. Yes, the where, yeah. it's, yes whereas actually this one's more complicated, this one, this one yes. isn't it? The stoneware one here, yes. almost a, almost could be some sort of person. Beautiful, mm. beautiful. Yeah. And we were looking over here, weren't we? Antonia Salmon, and we were loving her work, weren't we? Beautiful. Yeah. She smoke fires a lot of her work. Mm. And they're, again, very sculptural. They're not any more vessels. They're really sculptures. It's not a vessel. You know, you can't use it for anything. No. And so many people say, what do you use it for? <laughs> you know, when they see a pot, what do you use it for? Yeah. And, of course, it's um, not always the case. It's not always what you use it for. It's what it looks like as a piece of art. That one, there's one at the back there. Now, it's described as a lifting bird, form. Right? But it's, yes, you said it. it looks, it's a bird, it isn't it? It looks like a bird, yeah. and especially when you see the shadow. Yes, it, it's the shadow of a bird. It's the bird. Now, would yeah. she have known that? Does she know that the shadow is going to look I, like the head of a bird? Again, it's your own mm. imagination. No, we, I can't fail to see that, and it looks yeah. as if it's about to take flight. Yes, it does. That's it does. I, I mean, it I does. It's magnificent. And then when you look closer, it's got those wonderful lines. It's got these sort of... Um, on the base. But yes, there yes, are yes. lines going across it, yeah. but and yeah. it's so it's beautiful. Wonderful, Parton. Yeah, so, yeah. so it's, 
wherever you would put it, the light would do something to it, I think. Mm, definitely. Yeah. I yes. suppose that's very important. In, in mm. the sphere as well, yes. the, the, the shadow the is as important yes. as the actual yes. object. Yeah. And that's what it creates. That one's called Windrush, the one that we're talking about with the circles on it. So yes, you can see that in it, that they're yes. almost moving in the yes, wind, aren't yes, they? Yes, yes. Little filaments that she's put and there. That I think that the uh, fine wire-like I think they are wires, aren't they? Mm. They yeah. are wires. It's so clever to think of putting other things into you a can, sculpture. You can, yes, you yes. can combine not just different pots. materials. <laughs> you can combine clay with mm. copper or anything. Yeah. We should mention Edmund de Waal, although he's mentioned a great deal in the article that I would direct people to read in the October issue of Jewish Renaissance. They all read all about him, so I'm trying to pick up some of the other people here. Okay. Dan Arbeid, no. He was very prominent in mm. the 60s mm-hmm. again, and his work appeared in many books and um, galleries and shops. He's a very natural potter. I think he's, it says something about him that he was self-taught, I'm not sure. And he'd been to Israel, oh, look at that. I don't know hmm. too much about him, well, but uh, his work is very expressive. And I like it, I like it very much. I'm just looking, reading on the wall that he worked left school at 14 and worked in a clothing factory for 13 yeah. years, but then um, in his late 20s, presumably, moved, moved to a kibbutz in Israel and, and worked in the ceramics factory, Hasa fa- factory in Beersheba. So, yeah. yeah, he picked all this up in Israel. Yeah. Can we see yeah. this in his work, would you say? Israel, can you see some well, of the, We could read it onto it, it couldn't we? <laughs> the stoneware pot at the back. Let's, let's read Israel into that. I, I, yes, I the colouring. Yes. Let's, let's maybe, go for it. Maybe this, you could say, mm. is a sub, uh, cacti. Oh, it or does look like look, it. Can, you yes. Know, which is, um, what does he call it? Are it just stoneware vase? Right. Well, I'm going to call that but sabra to vase. Me it looks like a <laughs> yes. It looks like the cactus, doesn't it? Exactly like that. That's a bit naughty of us, really. This is me pinching my pot. Oh, yes, we're looking at the demonstration. That's the uh, pinching how Mm. I start my pot off, just by doing that, and then adding coils onto it. So it's really very simple. How long does it take? You say that, yes, ho-ho. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) To you, perhaps. How long would it take you from start to finish, then? I mean... Well, you can't say from start to finish, because Mm. you have to make it. Mm. It takes... Stages. It, it's wet clay, it has to harden. So there are stages and stages. You can't just make it and that's it. It's two mm. firings, it's mm. decoration. I never time myself. It would probably be a two-week process. Right, and how many hours yes. during that week would you be uh, actually hands-on with it like that then? I, I, again, I don't know, I don't know no. because I go in, I do a mm. bit and then I leave it and then I do another bit. And, oh, lovely. You know, it's sort of... It grows, mm. it grows. You can't time it. Of course, if the clay is too soft, you can't do anything with it, so mm. you've got to let it firm up. Mm. And it get, reaches that lovely time when it's just right, mm. and you can carry on adding, because if you add it when the clay is too soft, it'll sag. Mm. So you've got to just wait till it's, it's firm enough to hold the... Um, I sometimes put it into a mould mm. to keep the base from getting wobbly. Or yeah. So that's technique, so obviously. That's, yeah, that's the technique mm. of it. And mm. then once you've made it, you can do whatever. As yeah, you can the, see, yeah. I use all kinds of implements yes. to bash this. That's like a, a mortar, a pestle and a mortar, that's isn't a, it? That's a ladle. Le- it's a ladle. A ladle. Oh, it's yeah. a ladle. It looked bought, like a pestle. I bought it in Morocco. Yes. <laughs>
But I suppose if you see something you think might be oh, useful... Oh, I love ladles, <laughs> yes. I just bought a wooden one. Excellent. Um, and I use all kinds of implements, from children's toys to Excellent. seeds, from all kinds of things. So what's the... Th- round I'm the always on the lookout for interesting shapes. What is that, then, that you're using That's there? a little plastic wheel. I don't know Yes, because it it's got the little treads of the wheel are going onto the glaze, aren't they? I am very onto the into markings in the snow when you, you take... Oh, you walk yeah. in the snow mm. and you see different mm. prints and you see different designs made by people wearing different soles, you know, and mud also. You, you can look at mud and see the footprints of different shoes. and So this is very much that kind yeah. of effect of putting imprints into the clay while it's wet and getting that kind of look. I love the idea of, you know, the, the positive side of mud. <laughs> everybody else thinks, I've got oh, mud on no, my no, shoes. No, 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 I, I go think. around looking... <laughs> In fact, I took photographs of the marks of shoes in the snow, and that's fascinating. Oh, there you are with your yes, yeah, giving it a good again, bash. My ladle, with your ladle, yes. <laughs> a lot of kitchen implements. Oh, are that looks good. like one too. Yes. Yeah, they're all. I use a lot of kitchen. That's like a spatula, is it? <laughs> Spatulas yes, yes. and all kinds. I shall of look. At, I shall look on my kitchen implements. The whole new light. Well, the whole you new walk light. around and mm. you find things that mm. you could use. That's that's less putting oxide on. Oh, I love that. Now you're putting these beautiful it's red iron, which oh. is a, again from the earth. Wonderful. And uh, when I say I have no idea what I'm going to put on, I just put it on and hope for the best. The well, know, the I know the basic colours. Mm. But you don't know how different glazes will respond. Yeah. Well, I would say the best has happened on on so, here you know, on what we're looking at. <laughs> I mean, we just have to look at this wonderful wall of Oops. apple plates, don't we? Yes, these these are these fruit bowls. Yeah, David Cohen's. Cohen's it, it's the apple tree in Eden, I'm sure. It's absolutely wonderful. And uh, not an easy media to use. He's using raku fired clay, and um, that's very, very difficult because you never know what's going to come um, out. But every apple is a work of art in itself, it is. isn't it? It I mean, is. It's, it's gorgeous. gorgeous. Beautiful. I mean, some of them are matte finish, the some of them are shiny. Amazing, I, yeah. I love this one with the markings of the uh, typical raku uh, firing where you get all these lines. But also um, it's the, the apple bitten into or the apple that's been attacked by the worm yes, because it's yes. a, there's oh, oh, wide yes, open. Yes, so yes. we don't know exactly what's happened to it, whereas many of the others are closed, beautiful. I mean, you wouldn't believe you could have a rainbow glaze on it's an apple, but he has. In, you can't see it in situ because the colours are just... It's outstanding. Indescribable. Yeah, wonderful. 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 Then we, we pass this tribute to the... The, uh, the victims of the Holocaust whose shoes were piled up in the very camp. Sad. Yeah, yeah, yeah not a incredible. Very small collection of shoes, mostly children's shoes. I would say mothers and children's yes. shoes, probably. They are beautiful. Something beautiful has been made of something terrible. And the idea is yeah, very sad. Yeah. So uh, it has a very um, positive effect. Yes. And there's a child's ballet shoes and sandals. It's incredibly moving, and. Yeah. Uh, the wonderful David Breyerval, here's one of his little, um, he called emergence, yes, an image of a human being being born from the earth, and that's what it is. It's, we start off with a little lump of clay, <laughs> yes, and then a head emerging <laughs> from the earth, a torso, 
and yeah. eventually won't. Not the whole man, yes. just a torso. Yes. Don't touch, we mustn't touch it. Yeah. He says, please don't yeah. touch. People yeah. get Jewish thought wrong, they think it's dogmatic, Jewish he says. Yeah, I like this, but it's about exploring alternative thoughts. The Talmud is almost like Cubism, like Picasso, yeah, the rabbi, see one object from different perspectives simultaneously. Okay, that's David. It does need me to just say we are talking about the Jewish influence on ceramics in this country. So it wouldn't have happened without, it, without the Holocaust, would it? I don't think, in the same way. Well, it doesn't look like it, does it? I mean, you're all here well, because of it. they were all escaping Yeah, the so, war. you know, every now and again something positive came out of that's it. That's right. It, it was, yeah. you know, our country's game that you all came here. That's true, that's true. Even if you came via we're Australia. We're all immigrants. <laughs> yes. And I suppose something of our background had something to do with it. The fact that you had to make do and, you know, you had to find something to do, you had to make a living. That's right, mm. that's right. Uh, well, it's certainly true for Lucy Ree and mm. Hans Koper, um, but for me it was just a, something that I loved doing and I found it by chance and that's it. But my background certainly had an influence. Exactly. That's so what I'm does one mm. have to have, you know, people say that artists um, are only great for this because they've suffered in, in order to create. So maybe it's got something to do with the suffering that brings out creative approach. It's a very difficult subject to take on. But you yes. all have. <laughs> yes. We have to thank you for it. Well, when you come down to the shop now, because in the shop are a couple of precious pieces of Janet's work, and we're actually, well, you can hear it. We, we, that's, it's absolutely beautiful. Janet's holding a most wonderful pot. And it, I mean, you could use it as a vase, but I don't think you would, you would can, you? Yeah, it's water, you could. waterproof. Yes, and the outside, you can actually feel all the thi- all those beautiful marks that we watched on the film. Here they are. You can run your fingers down the ridges. So honestly, it's as, as tactile as, as it's visual, isn't it? Really, is that part yeah. of the, the joy? Yes, I, I see it as a desert in a way. This one with marks yes. in the desert, um, with well, pink sand. I mean, pink sand. The, and as I'm mm. Australian, yeah. I'm perhaps influenced a little bit by Aboriginal art yes. and the markings of the uh, um, shapes, the dots and the lines are reminiscent of uh, Aboriginal art. They are, aren't and they? And the fact that it's desert-like. And the, the colours. Beige I mean, to bronze. Exactly. To and pinky colours. All those earth, they are earth and colours. And the lovely blue mm. inside, which is like water, looking down into a pool. Or it a really is, it's a billabong, isn't it? Turquoise, <laughs> turquoise. It's that billabong, it's turquoise, it could be the sky or the sea. Yes, it could be any wonderful Mediterranean tile. Yes, I mean, yes, it's it's reminiscent of those tiles as well, but you're right. It's warm, it's warm and cool on the inside. Warm on the outside and cool on the inside. The touch is just as important. I mean, we wouldn't drop your pots or anything like that. Well, that's what I I find so Mm. wonderful about the making of the pots. It's the feel as well as the... The eye and the uh, texture, each side is different as you go around it. Yes. It's a canvas too. That's it's right, it's a canvas. To, in the round, yes. a canvas in the round. I like it, a canvas yeah. in the round. And so here it is, a pot that you could use, look at, touch, 
And it's a memory as well, isn't yes, it? Yes, it's yes. gorgeous. Thanks so much for showing me that. I'll put it back there. Yeah. Okay. And, it, and it's sold. And it's sold. It's a red sticker. <laughs> yes, it's a red sticker. <laughs> I hate parting with my pots, actually. Um, they become like my babies, mm -hmm. and the parting is very he difficult. So, but, but you're going to have to let this one go. But I have to let it go. <laughs> Some, let somebody else enjoy it. Of course.